Dear Enchanted One, welcome to Enchanting Conversations, a podcast by Georgie, a creatrix of the arts and modern day enchantress, where I'm on a mission to help you to discover a world of enchantment where you can experience a life more awe, reverence and wonder than you can possibly imagine. Brimming with mythology, inspiration, stories, dreams, the arts and seasonal enchantments, these weekly conversations are for wondrous souls who seek an illuminating portal for enchanted living so that you can embody the art of enchantment in your everyday life. Dear Enchanted One, welcome back to Enchanting Conversations. I'm so incredibly thankful that you're here and I'm also in awe and just so thankful for every single one of your loving words from episode one, even though it was poorly edited, which I'm going to work on, but still all your love just absolutely filled my heart with encouragement and faith. So I'm so grateful to you and in case you missed it, the first episode was all about what is enchantment and we really uncovered the origins of the word enchanted and I wanted to do this because I believe that it's important to start journeys, any journey, seeking what you want to uncover and as well as that in my introduction to these episodes I also share that it's my desire to use stories as a way of finding out about ourselves through the lens of enchantment and of course there are innumerable reasons why stories are so magnificent and so powerful but perhaps in short because we are all simply a constellation of stories it's the fabric of our DNA and they show us not only where we've come from and who we are but they also show us what's possible And as Victoria Erickson so poignantly says, who, by the way, is one of my favourite writers, whatever story or struggle you're going through right now, no matter how seemingly small, is significant and beautiful. And I hope someday you tell it and own it, down to each detail. We never know all the ways we might move someone, all the ways we might save ourselves. So today, I wanted to share my own story and thread the tapestry of my own pathway to enchantment for you. Above all, I hope it can inspire you, but also comfort you and can help you to weave your own web of wonderment wherever you are right now on your path. And to inspire this, at the very end of the episode, I have about three journal prompts that you can use so you can start this journey. And in addition, because despite having blogged now for 13 years, honestly, I really can't process that my blog is a tea and it's just incredible. And that's another episode for another time. But I feel like many of you maybe don't know me other than through Bo XOXO which was such a pivotal moment and part of my life and maybe you're completely new to the fact that 
you know, I had a blog before Bo and all of these other things. So as I said in my last episode, you know, this podcast is simply a vehicle for me to use my voice. And the intention was as simple as that. And with that freedom, I I just wanted to embolden my heart with courage at this early stage of this venture to take you on a quester through my enchanted pathway. So like many wondrous stories begin with, once upon a time, I grew up enjoying a very classical enchanted upbringing in Dorset, which is a county on the south coast of England. And although my roots are actually very steeped in Celtic heritage, my family are all from the north of England in the Wirral and Liverpool, so I actually consider those places to be my home rather than Dorset, but for the most part, of course, Dorset has really adopted me and it's a huge part of my story. And as a child growing up in Dorset, I was utterly mesmerised by fairy tales and mythology and folk tales and nurturing wildlife animals and the arts and I feel like I spent every waking moment of my life creating things or something and I was especially shaped by my Celtic heritage and I spent a lot of time just adorning my soul in music, in the arts of Celtic traditions and the stories and they absolutely shaped me. And in fact, I loved Celtic arts and culture so deeply that when I was four years old, I wanted to play the violin simply because I wanted to play the fiddle music that I heard in the music I was listening to. And also at the same age, I also learned to play the piano. And now, if you asked me which my favourite instrument is, the piano really is my greatest companion. So overall, it was a very blessed childhood. You know, I was surrounded by wonderment, wanderlust, and it was full of precious years really bathing in my vivid imagination. But sadly, there were shadowy parts to this enchanted upbringing. And I was born into the world with the classic inflammation combination of eczema and asthma. And most of the time, my very porcelain skin was red raw from the inflammation, especially of eczema. And I also had severe rainers, so I was also perpetually cold. And this was absolutely fine to manage at home until I started school and interacting with my peers. And it was then that year by year, my experiences of rejection, abandonment, and simply being a misfit really started to erode my enchanted heart. I adored learning. I actually learned learning more than anything, but I felt so deeply disenchanted from my peers when I was at school. And on top of this, I constantly had to carry around steroid creams, inhalers, gloves, and I absolutely loathed people commenting on my health not in a horrible way, sometimes it was just children or even adults just being curious, but I felt so vulnerable and illuminated and like everyone was watching me. 
thankfully, my long auburn hair and eternally doll-like features gave me a lot of attention when I was growing up, and so I was able to weave in and out of groups, but I never really found those soul-nourishing and like-minded relationships when I was growing up, and so I was very lonely a lot of the time, and to be honest, that loneliness still haunts me today, but of course it's so much better than it was. And I really dreaded going to school because my inner world just that I had at my at my home just felt like it was being violated and the safety of my home was such a haven to me because that's where I could continually charge my soul. I was also really troubled with how, and perplexed I think would be a better word, with just how quickly my peers wanted to grow up. You know, I eternally felt like this clip in Friends where Joey tells Phoebe that Santa isn't real. I'm sure if you know Friends, you know the clip. That encapsulated my childhood, just that sense of just innocence. And in addition to that, I had no interest or no idea about anything that was trending or popular. You know, I was besotted with the Vaudi and the Impressionists and... There are things that you'd be absolutely shocked that, as a millennial, I just have no idea about or I just wasn't immersed in. But I think one of my biggest takeaways from my childhood was the blessing that I've always felt immensely lucky that I've understood my dharma and who I was from an early age. I have always longed to serve the world with my creativity, and just learn about the richness of the arts and to bathe myself in all things serenely beautiful that I could then share with the world. However, consumed by societal expectations, I enrolled at university to study art and music history. These are two subjects that I absolutely adore more than anything, and yet I knew in my bones that university was just not going to be the right environment for me someone who was so tender-hearted and so highly imaginative and so highly sensitive. And tragically, this proved only too true because I knew on my first day of university that this was just not where I was meant to be. But of course, I was terrified to quit and disappoint everyone. And of course, I just ended up feeling completely aligned from my enchanted soul, but I just didn't know what to do. I felt completely trapped. And day by day, layers of sadness and disconnection and pain and torment just built up in my mind and my body and my soul. And truthfully, it felt and it feels too raw to really get into deeply. But in a nutshell, it was during these tender years that I was just experiencing the shadowy parts of my childhood that I've described, but in far more sinister depth. And because I had no safe I could recharge in or escape to, my disconnection led to very, very severe depression, as well as the seeds of 80% of the illnesses that I have today. So each day, to cope with all of this, after my studies, I entered into a secret life of blogging, reading about the arts, and crafting in my very small room at the time. And really, this started the gestation of the slow growth of the enchanted world that I have today, that you know, that I know, and everything that I'm so blessed to have just started from those small 
gentle seedlings that I planted at university. And in its infancy, I was particularly interested in creating an online world full of the arts and fashion and beauty and style and just all the things that could comfort me and mute the loneliness of my aching heart. And it's really exciting to look back on because I don't think I realised at the time, but this was such an exciting period for the online community and it was drenched in creativity and connection and community and it was this huge period of other people blogging and YouTube was taking off and it was just such an abundantly creative time. And it was also during this period of time that I got a part-time job at Lush Cosmetics and also the makeup company called Be Never Too Busy To Be Beautiful. I don't know if anyone knows of that, I would love to know. I'm sure you know of Lush and maybe you don't know that Lush is was born in the town that I grew up in, in Pool in Dorset, so it was unbelievably special to work in the first Lush and just be surrounded by the history of that company. But it was at this time that at university I was just becoming more and more poorly and I was diagnosed with polycystic ovary syndrome and endometriosis. And then shortly after this, I was diagnosed with a benign brain tumour called a prolactinoma. And then came Bo XOXO, and I'm sure many of you will know me from this time, or maybe this is when you first heard of me. And just like my blog, I also started this at university. But what some of you might not know, and maybe I, I don't think I've revealed this before, but I started Bo not only because I was so depressed and and creatively unfulfilled during my studies, but also because I had to give up my job at Lush and other things I was doing. And so I really needed extra income and I needed something that I could do from my bedroom because it was, I was fainting a lot and I, I couldn't be out in the world on my own. So I started to create something of myself from my own little room. And beyond my wildest dreams, Bo grew exponentially and it became the focus of all my time. And like my blog, this was such a fertile period of time for starting your own business, especially in a creative sphere. And Etsy and blogging were just these places and avenues that were just booming with just people creating their own destinies and then suddenly my work would be seen in magazines like Marie Claire, Elle, Teen Vogue and they were also adorned by celebrities like Little Mix and Katy Perry and YouTube stars like Zoella and Tanya Burr and I was also stocked in boutiques across the world from Japan to America to Australia and I channeled every inch of energy I had into this little business from my small bedroom whilst feeling so poorly. But of course, the again, the, the pernicious side of this, what I was doing to myself is that I inflicted a very cruel routine to really show up for all that I was doing. And I would get up at six in the morning and then go to bed at one in the morning to manage my studies, my business, my life, my chronic health, although I wasn't really managing that with any kindness or compassion at all, but I was trying to manage all these things. And 
through trying so hard, I was succeeding at being seen as brave and successful and courageous and, you know, very vulnerably, I absolutely fried on this external validation. I've never had so many friends or so much admiration or so many opportunities or grace bespowed upon me from my peers or from society. However, of course, as I sailed into my early 20s, so after leaving university, a cluster of symptoms started to develop within me and it led me to seeing about six specialists on a daily basis. So this led to a battle throughout my 20s of trying to uncover and reveal things that were completely unrelated to my endocrine illnesses. But instead I was gathering answers for a great many unexplained or misdiagnosed conditions that were actually side effects of the autoimmune disease scleroderma and conditions like gastroparesis that I now know I have today. And so before I did know that, like every undiagnosed chronically ill person I'm sure knows, this suffering in such a formative period of my life was so painful and it was physically draining and emotionally unbearable. And I feel it's, this is where I think part of my story still feels too raw to express with my voice, but I'm sure you can imagine that modern medicine is such a gift, but the fact that it cannot restore me fully is something that I grieve every single day. And often the choices and the compromises seem so unfair and without their unrelenting, I think would be a better word. And that is the journey of chronic illness, that that level of uncertainty is tethered to your core. And of course, there are so many double negative decisions to be made most days. And naturally, that left a huge cloud on me, and it still does. So in 2019, when I learned that I had scleroderma and gastroparesis on top of everything else, I decided that I had to sell my business and then came an emptiness, a feeling of utter loss and failure and the forest of connections and accolades that I collected over the years slowly faded to obscurity. I was left simply with my own tortured thoughts and I asked myself questions like, what am I able to do now? What can I adapt my conditions to? And I think most hauntingly of all for me was, what am I to become? And what is this swirling sea of creativity? What is to become of that? And how can I still give that to the world? But very slowly, with a new life infused with solitude and quietness, I started to connect my thoughts and findings and the bountiful creativity that emerged from it all led me to imagine the possibility of combining my passion for art and music history so that it could reach as many people as possible and so that it could be the education I always longed for. And this of course now has taken the form of the Academy of the Enchanted Arts and yet life has given me so many stops and starts with this project that 
I decided that in 2020 it was time for a radical pause, seeing as the world forced us to stop anyway. So I spent 50% of my time resting and tending to my body, and the rest of my time on projects that didn't need any public re recognition, that, but were related to the arts, and in addition I really need to, to peel the layers of social pressure off my mind body and soul and I came off social media and all of these things in order to strip my identity away from me and instead I just wanted to start to paint a life of courage, curiosity, of patience and rest and receptivity and stillness and spaciousness and surrender as I just allowed myself to truly be in flow whilst adding this paint to my canvas. And over time, the colours of this canvas have revealed themselves to me, and I vividly saw that life was helping me to really do hard things if I only had the courage to emerge, to seek a life outside of myself, to serve other people, to show up and create things that are valuable. And I asked myself, if I were to begin living a life of even deeper courage, outside of my safe cocoon that I hid in after I sold Bo, what would that look like? And what would I do? And what would I say? And then, when life was still very quiet, the whispers of my intuition became ever clearer. That my mission for me has always, always, always been in helping people to infuse their life with wonder and meaning and enchantment no matter what they are facing. So in 2019, before I decided that I would do these other things as well, luckily I, on a whim, I created this monthly newsletter called Whimsy World and now I have over a thousand beautiful enchanted souls, perhaps you were one of them, and I also tried to keep my blog going as best as possible. And by the way, this podcast is entirely sponsored by Whimsy World. So if you would like to join us, the link is in the show notes below. But I really just wanted to use this as a place to just show the world what I loved, what helped me get through my days and what enchanted my being. And here I am now with this podcast that is simply a vessel for my truth and lived experience. And it's dedicated to every single person that has loved me through these past few years, who has helped me to ignite the emancipation of my enchanted soul and the imaginative mystical child within me who has always just wanted to be free, to be who I was. But because life is both and, I feel very strongly that the enchanted life and life itself is not a place of just think positive thoughts and love and light, that you can be very real with your reality and I grieve every single day the health I have and that fate. And whilst of course in my younger years I did try to will myself into good health through being so cruelly busy and pushing myself to be something. Now I just feel justifyingly terrified about my fate living with these conditions, but I know that my potential, my destiny is also still in unfolding in ways I cannot imagine. And for now I just strive to be a creative vessel 
of something meaningful to give to the world and to help people to uncover their own wonder-filled heaven on earth. And after years and years of trying and failing miserably to fit into the mould of society, I honestly can't begin to tell you how liberating it feels to just have no one to impress with this and no identity to, to form through this medium. I just simply want to sing my enchanted songs into the world, to play with life, with the birds, with nature, with my creativity, and that be it. And I think I'm really reminded of the wonderful words of Caroline Mice, who said, turn your blessings into something we pass on like a string of pearls. And so now every single one of my offerings I bring to the world are drenched with my soul lessons and my pearls of grace. So here I am now in 2022 in the autumn and, you know, I've told you my story and I've gone back to my childhood and what's so poetic, I think, is I'm sat here now in bed resting an infection caused by my eczema and so my body feels so much heavier than normal and of course my other conditions are just feeling very 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 tortured by this infection going on internally and I just feel so immensely grateful that over the last few years especially I've really come to understand a life beckoned me into this well of deep surrender and much needed slowness and privacy and connection and this gentle sweetness as a grace of survival. And at this point in my life, with whatever energy I have, I'm utterly devoted to channeling this grace of life with someone else. And I really long for the work I do to infuse people with the knowing that they're not alone, especially with chronic illness. And I dare to be known a little more deeply and loved for both the ecstasy of my enchanted heart but also with the immense grief that I'm carrying. And ultimately I think my story reveals how painful it is when we are pressured to be something we're not. And it feels really hard to encapsulate that in words but I think one of the most uncomfortable portals of self-discovery for me has been learning to heal from feeling abandoned when I've come to realise that people can often love or admire a version of you in their head that simply isn't the living, breathing, hurting, real you. And that in itself is why truly it means so, so much to me that you're here. I really hope that there's something in my story that can be a source of comfort and contemplation for you as you forge your own enchanted pathway in the world. And more than anything else, I really hope that this podcast and these conversations can help you fall in love with the world all over again, especially in these awful times we're facing. I hope that when you come here that you can be in a space that truly ignites a sense of wonderment when, where and where you can dream the world anew and that it sets you on your own exquisite path of journeying home to yourself. So if you feel called to, I'd absolutely love to hear your own story and get to know your pathway to enchantment and finding me today and if you need some prompts for self-reflection as I promised at the start of this episode I think a beautiful place to start would be to simply write about your story 
And then the second thing I would do is to really pull out the golden threads of your story. And then from there, what are the learnings of those golden threads? And how can you use those threads and those learnings to help or serve others? You can leave your meaningful shares with me by heading to georgiexoxo.com that you'll find in the show notes below. And if you're enjoying Enchanting Conversations, again, I would so love to invite you to my free Enchanted community called Whimsy World, which is a monthly e-letter that gets sent at the start of the month. Until our next conversation, or wherever we next connect, thank you so deeply for being here again. Please take such precious care of yourself, and with love and infinite blessings, Georgie. Thank you so deeply for listening to the Enchanted Conversations podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider rating this podcast and leaving a review through Apple or Spotify. You can also help this podcast reach more enchanted souls just like you by sharing this conversation with your loved ones. For even more enchanted living content and to deepen our conversations together, a world filled with even more beauty, magic, wonderment and enchantment awaits you at georgiexoxo.com. With love and infinite blessings, Georgie.